Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got two cool guests sitting on the other side of our Zoom who are not in Ontario. Where are these guys right now? You're in Alberta. Alberta. Right now. That's where the head office is, right? Yeah. That's right. Red right. Deer, Alberta. They're in Red Deer, Ooh. which I actually didn't know where that was, but I have another business partner who does know Alberta quite well. And she's like, it's like right between Calgary and Edmonton. I'm like, now nah, you're speaking my language. I got it. <laughs> Is Red Deer small? Would you be expected to know where Red Deer is, being from Ontario? I don't know. Like, I don't know how... It's like someone from Red Deer, if I say Sudbury, would you be like, yep, I know where that is, Sudbury, Ontario. We'd be like, I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I know where it is. Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, see? I'm we probably don't... German through it, actually. <laughs> Unbelievable. I need to definitely brush up on my Canadian geography. <laughs> If it's not like a major city, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know like where in Alberta. Like a major city. I don't know. I, it might be, but that's why I was asking. Like, is Red Deer how small? Big, how big of a dot is it on on a on a map? <laughs> uh, it, well, it's definitely smaller than Red Deer, or sorry, than uh, Calgary and and Edmonton, but. It's a good sized city. We've got everything here. We've got everything we need. Marco says See, it's if a we're bold move... dot, not just a dot. Yes. It's a bold dot. <laughs> Marco says if we're going to move to another city, he's like, as long as there's a Walmart, I know it's a big enough city. Do you have a Walmart? We have two Walmarts. They have two Walmarts. We can go there. We can go there. <laughs> I'll tell you why that's important for me, though. And it's, it's, it actually makes tons of sense because, because we're from Toronto, we can get anything we want at any time, right? And I take that for granted. So we were doing a video shoot in Bayfield, Ontario. Bayfield's tiny. Bayfield maximum in the summer gets up to like a thousand people. No, a thousand people's their regular population. In the summer, they get 10,000 people, but those are all tourists. Sorry. Okay. So a thousand people is their population. So we're doing a a video shoot in Bayfield and we're dry. I drive out there. It's in the, it's in winter, right? So we drive out there to do this video shoot and I get there and I realize, God damn it. I, I left, I left, I left cords and wires that I need for the audio. And I'm like, I'm in Bayfield, Ontario. Like, where do I go at two o'clock in the afternoon? And so the the person that we're doing a shoot with, they're like, oh, you, you got to go to Goderich. It's like a half hour up the street and you got to go quick because the music store closes at three. And I was like, okay, I need at least a Walmart anywhere. Anywhere I go, <laughs> I can get absolutely anything I need. Automotive parts? Sure. Underwear? Sure. Frying pans? Sure. You know, I very much feel that. Um, I'm from a very small town in PEI originally. And like everything closes five o'clock. Nothing's open on Sundays. A Walmart for us was 45 minute drive to get McDonald's was 45 minute drive. Like, so I can feel and understand why having that stuff is so important to being close to you. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I think we should actually introduce our guests to everyone. So we've got two people with us today. We've got Heather and April and they are from, I had to actually pull this up on my phone because I always mess up the letters, even (laughs) though it's so easy. They are from the Canadian Massage and Manual Osteopathic Therapist Association or SAMOTA as I know it, because there's a lot of letters. And this is an association that covers, if I'm correct, um, Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan? You know what? We're a national association. National. Across Canada. Fantastic. Okay. See, I'm already, I'm off to a good start. Already wrong. We we went to myself and Mark Conant Institute went to their spring conference in back in May, and I think most of the therapists we met were from Western provinces. But they are a national association. Heather is the executive director. April is the conference coordinator, and um, I know April very well because she's ov- obviously um, coordinating all the conferences. And there's one coming up in the fall, and she's on me all the time because Amanda forgets to do her tasks quite frequently. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
And you know what? Sometimes Heather has to remind me to remind you to do your task. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we start here, ladies? Why don't we start with some introductions? You guys can rock, paper, scissors, who goes first, but a little bit about you and then how you got involved with the association and maybe a little bit about the association itself for those who have never heard of Samoda. Sure, sure. So April's pointing at me to start, so uh, I will jump right in. Um, So yeah, my name is Heather Goddard. I'm the executive director. I've been with the association for seven and a half years now. Um, absolutely love it. Uh, when I started here, I, I started in membership. And when we start, when I started seven years ago, we were just over a thousand members. We are over 2,050 members now. We represent massage and manual osteopathic therapy. Okay, so I think that covers covers Simoda. Well, I guess I should add in we we are in Red Deer, Alberta. That's where our home office is, and we've got a home based staff of seven team members. So we're growing fast. Awesome. How about you, April? Let's hear from you. Everybody always asks my history, and I'm like, um. It's a little more in depth or complicated, <laughs> but uh, I started here in 2014. So I guess that's kind of going on eight years um, and kind of been in and out through babies and things like that. And I too, like Heather started in um, membership. I think that's just kind of where everybody starts. And so you get to learn that role really well. And then just throughout progression and things changing, I'm now the conference coordinator. So it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> this year, we are, we've planned three conferences. You guys have been busy, I know. And before we start, I need to know, what got both of you two interested in working with an association? Um, we ask everybody that, that we interview who's part of an because, association. Because I would never... <laughs> want like I th- that is a job that I, I I'm, I'm very thankful people like you guys want to do that stuff because I would never in the fucking world ever want to do that well that's an interesting question um honestly it's it's really neat working in the nonprofit sector so I I quite enjoy it it's not to say that there aren't the challenges because there certainly are challenges like with anything but it's very rewarding as well seeing uh, the growth of the association and how far we've come over the last few years um, I'm not sure if there was any one thing that draw, drew me to the association. Um, I would say it was a number of factors, and, and I'm very glad I, I made the jump and came here. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've spoken to you a lot, uh, Amanda, and as you can tell, I am a talker. So <laughs> chatting with people, um, getting to know them, learning uh, the industry even more than I already do, and uh, being able to help. And I'm loving the conference side of things because I do, I get to talk with lots of different people all the time. I get to meet lots of different people. I think honestly, that's a big thing for me too, is just the connections and the meeting and speaking and things like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. That side of it, I could see would be fun. And I don't know if I asked either of you when we were hanging out in Saskatoon in the spring, if either of you are involved in manual therapy at all, like it was where does this this desire come from if you were not so actually yeah neither one of us are therapists we are so we're the administration side of things so we do all the technical guru stuff making sure that that receipts are processed through insurance companies 
um, making sure that you know your, all your registration pieces are in order. So yeah, we're we're the the back end of the therapist. Love it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, why don't we start with talking about the upcoming conference? Or uh, Mark, do you want to do you want to rewind and talk about the spring? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get into all everything that these guys do. All right, let's all do that. So let's, I mean, yeah, let's talk about the spring conference. I mean, we were, Mark and I were there, as I said, Conant Institute was invited for the first time to come to one of your in-person conferences. So this was in Saskatoon in May. And we did two days of joint mobilizations with an awesome group of therapists from, um, some were from Saskatchewan, some were from Alberta. I think those were the mainly the two provinces that the people that we dealt with. So, why don't we talk a little bit about how you guys felt that conference went being, was it the first in-person one? Like since, yeah. Okay. The very in first Saskatchewan. One. It was yeah. our first in-person in Saskatchewan. In Saskatchewan. That's right. Yeah. So how do you guys think that conference went? Let's talk a little bit about that. I think, it might, you know, I, overall it was a big success. I think with anything, there's going to be a few hiccups along the road. Um, but I think overall it was a fabulous success. We heard tremendous response from our members that they, they were so thrilled we came. And the best part is we opened it up to everybody. It wasn't just CMOTA members. We opened it up to all therapists. So being inclusive, I think, has, has its draws as well. Yeah, overall, the, the conference was a big success. A little lower than lower anticipated um, attendance, but I think that's to be expected with a first time run. And we just got out of COVID. Well, that's when I said first in person. I meant like first in person since COVID. Like, was that the first time you guys have done something? Or no, you've already you've already done it in person since in, during COVID. Yeah, in 2021 or 2020, 20, 21 was in Calgary. Calgary. And then, so we had our conference and Monday, boom, all restrictions in place. Oh, so wow. we just locked out that weekend. You just made it. But yeah, I agree just with you. The one in Saskatchewan, I agree. I think that being where we were with the pandemic, I think that, you know, the attendance was decent, lower than you guys wanted. But what are we anticipating for the fall? It's big. big. <laughs> <laughs> the big, uh, the fall is three days of full day conferences or courses. Um, yeah, we're already almost at the registration we had for Saskatchewan already. Fantastic. So yeah. I know I told you I wasn't going to ask you about specifics. So I'm not because I won't do that to you, April. I didn't let her go get her notes. So I'm not going <laughs> to ask about specifics. But can you give people a little bit of information when the conference is running, uh, where the conference is, and sort of uh, an idea of some of the, the types of education that's going to be happening. So I don't need absolute specific specifics, but an idea of what's going to be happening there. Yeah, absolutely. So it is going to be September 11th to the 13th. So that's a Sunday to a Tuesday this year. Um, and we're going back to the Fantasyland Hotel in Edmonton. Um, so the Fantasyland Hotel is actually a great location to was the conference because it's part of West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> so there's lots of different food options that are right there in the mall. There's all kinds of stuff to do, lots of attractions. Um, and we just had our spring conference at the Fantasyland and it is a fantastic space. And so our courses, like we're, we have two day options, one day options. We have some half day options, um, cranial athletic taping, um, what are our other ones? Reflexology, 
Like we have a wide range of uh, laser therapy. We have a wide range this year of different course options. I'm really excited about the fall, actually. It's going to be great. How do you guys, from an organizational standpoint, how do you decide what days you're going to do this? Like the Sunday start date type of thing. And how do you figure out like who we're going to invite? How are we going to, what presenters are we going to have? Like, how does that go down? I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually did a survey to our membership last spring. Was that last spring? And so we did, we specifically targeted Alberta as well as we did a separate survey for Saskatchewan to help us select and narrow down the dates. Um, So we did not only um, the month, preferably, but also um, days of the week. What was the the most preferred days of the week? So based on the survey results, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday Tuesday. were the most popular Mm -hmm. dates. And then um, also spring, summer, and fall were the the most popular date ranges. So we thought, well, hey, let's let's try three conferences this year. <laughs> let's go out with a big bang. Yeah, it's been a year. <laughs> I can imagine in most places in Canada, a winter conference would not go over well. I mean, I am I am a winter hater. I don't know about you guys, but like, oh, I, just, I love winter. Ooh. Sorry, I love winter. It's my favorite time of year. I'm with you, Amanda. <laughs> April, April, you crazy little girl. Tell me why. I don't know. The snow just makes me happy. Like, and in the wintertime, like I can, if I get cold, I can put more on. Like if it's 35 degrees outside, like there's only so much I can do and I'm still hot. We're in a heat wave in Toronto right now. Um, It's actually uh, with the Humidex feeling like 40 degrees outside. Oh, ooh. like yeah. I love summer. Don't get me wrong. I do. But I'm, I'm past a point of liking the heat in my life. Like, I do think as I've gotten older, I have less and less of an appreciation for heat. I do need to take more shade breaks. No, for me, it's the reverse because I've gotten older and I think something's going on with my core temperature. Like (laughs) this heat, I I feel great in it. I I, I don't feel overly hot. That's true. You're like totally comfortable sitting baking in the sun and I'm like, I need a break. Yeah. And how about the, the other part of Mark's question? How do you decide who's going to come present? Like, where do you find? Also like surveyed? Yeah, where do you find the educators? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. So uh, we actually surveyed that as well. So we we surveyed um, top modalities. What was the top modalities that you'd like to see at a conference? And then we also broke it down even a bit further um, to non-modality specific. So theory type courses. And based on that, we we reach out. I mean, we see a lot of certificates coming mm-hmm. in, in our in the office from members from courses that they've taken. So we get familiar with what's what's popular, what's what's a must have. So based on the modality need from members, then we go out and search uh, instructors. Okay, that makes sense. Well, us here in Ontario, how on earth did you come across us? Social media. I think it was Jeremy that Jeremy, yeah, found media. you guys. Interesting. See, all of that work you do at three o'clock in the morning, Mark, it pays off. <laughs> and then we met Heather in April. <laughs> He'll be on his phone. Yeah, like if he wakes up in the middle of the night, he's on his phone. And I turn over. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing work. (laughs) You know what? It pays off. So I will I will not complain when you're on your phone at three o'clock in the morning, even though it's really bright and shining in my face. I'll just just keep quiet. It's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Just roll over. Roll over. So you guys both love doing the work at an association, anything new and exciting that you see coming with Samoda? You said, you know, you've loved seeing the growth over the last few years. 
Is there anything that you guys have in the works that you can share? I know some things are top secret and I'm not going to ask you guys to break the vault and tell all your secrets, but anything exciting coming from Samoda? Mm, They're both just staring at each other. Exciting piece is the conferences. We're really, really breaking out with our conferences, trying to just grow grow the conference piece and, and provide exceptional training opportunities for our members at discounted rates. And non-members, you can't really and non-members. That's like, right. We also have discounted rates for non-members as well, not just the members. Um, because yeah, we do want to be able to include anybody from any association. Like it's it's wide open. That's right. I think that's something that maybe if I feel like people need to know more about that. Like I don't know if other associations. There's so many associations across Canada. I don't know if you guys know, but years ago. Um, Mark asked me to look up all of the associations in the different provinces and get in touch with them to see like sort of what the process was if we wanted to get some of our courses approved because we always get people messaging us from other provinces saying hey like is your course approved through this association mm-hmm. this is so I started researching the associations I'm like holy crap there's so many and each one had their own approval process and some of them were actually quite lengthy um, some were very willing to work with me and say you know submit a bunch of your courses all in one application. Some were like, no, you have to do a separate application for every course. I basically got overwhelmed and shut down and went into a we, corner. We run a different <laughs> operation. We're not like a... a- a single course kind of kind of crude you know what i mean like it's not like oh we have this one course that we just have all the time we have like a freaking course catalog of like 20 something courses so it sometimes it becomes a little bit of a for lack of a better way of saying it, a pain in the ass to, yeah. <laughs> to, you know to say okay let's just get all these approved and then i can see how man would be like i just fuck the whole thing like, i i literally started so i talked to a few different people i talked to somebody at um mtes i talked to somebody at samoda uh, like i i'm now like mixing them all up because it was so long ago but yeah. i did talk to somebody at samoda i talked to um you know some of the associations in nova scotia i talked to um I, I just skipped over Quebec completely because that is a terrifying place to be. <laughs> but I yeah, I talked to a whole bunch of different associations and when it came down to it, I was like, I don't know how on earth I'm gonna have the time to do each one of these applications. Plus some of the places were not accepting. I said, you know, I have my entire course catalog on my website actually has the full course outline everything you're looking for the you know the delivery model the duration um you know the number of of hours so you've you know you can calculate for credits all this stuff can i just send you links and most associations were like no we need pdfs of everything i'm like oh my god that's like 20 pdfs i have to send each association so i ended up sort of abandoning the whole thing and it hasn't it it's been okay because when people from other associations contact us to take a course. Um, I did confirm with most associations and you guys can confirm this now. I said, if there's a member that wants to take one of our courses, can the member submit stuff to you and deal with it? Because that just seemed to be with, as Mark said, the number of courses we have, it just wasn't realistic. Um, Most associations said, yep, the member can submit the stuff and we can decide if we're going to approve it for credits. You guys are both nodding. Yes, that's, that's an acceptable way to do things. Yeah. You bring up actually an interesting point. So one of the one of the neat things that we did do recently is we hired um, a practice coordinator, um, continuing education and practice coordinator, Deborah. So she exclusively evaluates courses just like yours and helps you through that evaluation process. She's a practicing therapist herself. So she has that that background, that knowledge. So 
that was that was an exciting piece for Sonoda. Yeah, I think that yeah, there was one association, I won't call them out, but literally has one person that works in the office. And so, you know, when I talked to her, she was lovely. But basically, because it's just her, it was like, if you submit your courses on this date, I might be able to get them approved like within the next three months. But then the next time I'll have time to do it is like at the end of this year. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this is just it's just not realistic. It Nobody really has the manpower for that. So it's exciting for you guys that you have somebody that can handle that. That's a lot. Uh, I'll ask. I'll ask everyone a question here and anyone that wants to answer it. When you recognize that you, you don't necessarily have that manpower, then is it is it still a good idea to keep that whole approval process? Or maybe it maybe is it time to bend on that a little bit? I don't know. I'm just asking. Well, I'll let, I'll let the two people that actually work at an association weigh in on that. I want to know what you think, too, because you don't work at one. So sure, I'll you, give my you opinion. Might have a different Let's let them it. talk first. Well, I think for Simona, that was one of the pieces because... We, we did at one point have um, a, a continuing education evaluation committee that evaluated these courses. And it, it just was a very lengthy process. It was frustrating for administration. Mm-hmm. It was a bit frustrating for the continuing education committee. And that's where we, we sat back and evaluated, okay, I think we need to change something here. We need another person in the office that can exclusively do this. Our turnaround now, we we like to think for most most of the time is a week or less. It's more than just because we understand that there's therapists that want to take these courses. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to wait. They they want to know if they're going to get the credits or not. I almost feel like it's an association's responsibility to be able to beef up that like that. So in that scenario where yeah. it is only one person, they're like, well, a course can't get approved for three months and then I can't tackle this again for another eight months because it's not just the course provider who's going, I don't know what's going on. You it's have like you have all the members going like, what's going on here? Yeah. So I almost feel like the, the association should buck up on that responsibility kind of like what you guys did on that yeah right? i agree bravo, if you bravo. if you can't bring someone in like samota has done you know think, modify then yeah you have to process. modify the process some way or simplify you know in the case with ours as i said if that association had been willing to just take the links to each of the outlines i sent all the information they're asking for on the application actually exists you know like some some bending of the rules sometimes might be necessary i understand you have policies and procedures but on you know some things i think have to be on a case-by-case basis even trying to do the application process i was like some of these questions actually don't necessarily apply to us or there was like you know they wanted a um you know bio and resume of the instructor for the court and i was like it's the same instructor for every course like you want me to each application upload his same like bio and resume what like it's the same instructor for all of these courses but there was no give with some of them it was like no you submit every single piece on every single application for every single course and like I said I eventually just like curled up in a ball in the corner and Mark's like so how's it going with the associations I'm like don't talk to me I can't do it I can't do it Yeah, and we could recognize that it, it was just frustrating on on all fronts for members, the instructors, the committees. So yeah, something had to give, and I think I think this this new process is working fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm glad it's working out for you guys. I do know there was a couple of places I contacted, PEI being one of them, since you're from PEI, April, and uh, <laughs> they were like, well, you know, because a lot of provinces do model the their education um, after Ontario, right? Yeah. And so I spoke to somebody at the college. Yeah. PEI and they said well you know if your continuing ed courses are approved in Ontario I can't imagine that there would be an issue here and I was like well there 
is no approval process in Ontario. So I don't know what where we go from here. And like they didn't know. And like it was literally just like it was it, honestly, I wish we had been recording it. It was kind of just comedy. We were both like, well, uh, so well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the College of Massage Therapists in Ontario has changed around what, what they've been doing. They changed the quality assurance program back in 2018. So prior to 2018, the summer of 2018, there were a three year cycle where you had to achieve 30 credits. A minimum of 20 of these credits had to come from what they called category A. And then the the other 10 credits can come from either category A or category B. Now, the college had an approval process, but you didn't need to have your course approved for it to be accepted as a continuing education credit, no. right? Their appro- approval process was basically, hey, show us your course outline. Let me see if it matches scope of practice. Let me see the number of hours. Okay, we approve this to say this is worth this many CEUs, but they didn't approve anything in terms of content at all. They really just looked at, does it fit within scope? And on top of that, it didn't need to be quote unquote approved by the college anyway for it to be accepted. But anyway, Ontario has abandoned all that and they've moved to something a little bit different where it's all based on the therapist and, and and does it fit within scope of practice? And they decide, basically the therapist will decide if it does or not. But I did want to ask you a question because I saw on your socials about your student memberships. Talk to us about yeah. your student memberships. Yeah, absolutely. So a student, obviously first or second year in the massage therapy program is free, completely free. So you can join an association. We actually encourage you to join all associations. Get your feel because not all associations offer the same the same um membership (laughs) yeah yeah every association is different so we encourage you to to join them all find out which one answers your emails or answers your phone calls or gets you the information that you need what would you say is unique about samoda other than the fact that it's both for massage therapists and manual osteopathic practitioners is there anything that you feel sets you apart from other associations associations in canada or more specifically in the western part of canada where i feel like probably a large majority of your members are i think our biggest drawing feature is our administration team uh, we answer your emails. We we say within 24 hours or less. We pride ourselves on that, yeah. actually. <laughs> and phone calls. Your phone calls are answered. When you call, you, somebody's going to pick that up. You're not going to get the answering machine. If you do happen to get the answering machine, your call is returned in less than one business day. I will vouch that that is true. I know I'm not a member of Samoda, but anytime I call or email you guys, you're right on top of it. Probably, though, because you're waiting for me to do something that I haven't done. <laughs> I believe you even called me one day and I was on a bicycle and I answered You did. That day. You, she did. She answered my call while she was out biking with uh, probably with her kids. And yeah, I had three yeah. kids with me. We were on the way to the library. And I was like, you can call me later. Like, this is not <laughs> urgent. No, I, I get it, though. I, I get it. I'm with you guys on that. Actually, Mark did that this morning. It was so great. We had uh, he had to drop his car off to get inspected this morning. It's making a weird sound. And, you know, that's never good. So he dropped his car off to the dealership this morning. And I went to pick him up. And on the way to the office, we stopped to get um, some food and coffee. And so we're driving and a call was coming in to Con Ed Institute. And he's like, turn down the music for a sec. So I turned on the music. He had just taken a bite of food. He literally like shoves the food to the back of his mouth. Good morning, Con Ed Institute. I can't I can't do the voice. It was so good because he literally had food at the back of his mouth. Good morning, Con Ed Institute. <laughs> I'm okay with that. He will always answer your call, though. I will say that, Mark. Actually, you know what? My friends, like my girlfriends, if they have an issue and they need to get like 
get a response from someone right away, they don't call me, they call him because they know Mark <laughs> always answers his phone. He always responds to text messages and emails really promptly. Well, yeah, because I, I would, I, I, co- I go at it from the other side, right? As the consumer, I'm like, if, if I had that type of service, I'd be so bloody happy. Like, you know, if someone say purchases, this happened to us, someone purchased a course at like 1030 at night and then they realize, oh my God, I purchased the wrong course. Like, how do I get a refund on this? And then they send a message over the website. I responded to that immediately because I was like, if I were them at 10 o'clock at night and I realize I just purchased the wrong course. Oh my God, I really want this sorted out right now versus I got to wait for the morning and I can't sleep because I'm like, you know, I'm worried about where did my freaking $600 go type of thing. I'm like, let me just answer this now and put this person at ease. And you know, like I, I just go about business correspondence from the standpoint of how would I really like to have this happen if I were on the other end? And that's really what charges it for me. People do appreciate it. I will say that Con Ed gets good reviews on the customer service. Like you guys were saying, you know, we do get comments of people, you know, think anytime we respond to an email right away, it's always like, wow, thanks. That was quick. Or I've even had people say to me, like, it's a holiday Monday. You could have answered me tomorrow. But if, if we see it, we will respond to it. But it's funny because I feel like it has created this expectation in Mark when he calls an office or emails an office, it, like literally 12 minutes will go by and he'll look to me and he's like, have they not even answered yet? I'm like, it was 12 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> he would never let something sit for 12 minutes. <laughs> That's the problem with uh, working with me though, April, sorry, because I will, I will see something and I'll say, yep, I'm going to get to that. But then I'm also, you know, wrangling children. So yeah, I always do get uh, to it. Children is a full time job, but you can always know that it is coming. So, conference in the fall for anyone who hasn't picked up on this already. Mark and I are going back out, and it's we're going to Fantasyland. Apparently, I was really excited to read the name of the hotel. I had never heard of it. I've never actually been to Alberta. This is going to be my first time in Alberta, period. No, I'm lying. I went to Calgary. I'm lying. Totally lying. (laughs) But this will be my first time in Edmonton. I've been to Calgary and Banff. That's it. And like 10 years ago. You're going to love the the Fantasyland and the West Edmonton Mall. And there's like everything. Everything everything you can imagine to do is there. There's like a a water park and a theater and golf. theme park. Oh, yeah. Theme park. Like everything yeah man maybe we should bring the kids with us <laughs> i don't know it. i don't really know how we laugh. would get into the water park with our kids and it's a blast like it's so much fun i just don't know how we would get any work done so for those <laughs> listening what's happening is um mark and i are going out there and we're going to go out there um on the day of the trade show which i believe is the sunday is that correct and we are going to be there sort of promoting massage therapy media for anyone who like like doesn't know about it yet, just, you know, to give some information. And uh, we're probably going to be doing some fun stuff there for the platform. So interviewing people, uh, maybe taking some video footage of the conference, just having fun with cameras in all your faces. And uh, then the following day, we're going to teach a full day course in athletic taping. So that'll be fun. And now, I'm excited. Well, now that I'm hearing about all this fun stuff, I feel like we have to stay an extra day. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's worth it. It's definitely worth yeah. it. I think we're going to have to do yeah. that. Tell me a uh, high priority on the advocacy list for what you guys got going on. So, for example, RMTAO, so the Registered Massage Therapy Association in Ontario, 
I think high on their list right now. It, what's always pretty high on their list is is the HST. Always. Right? Is, is, oh. What's what's high on your list that you guys have been working on for advocacy pieces? So absolutely. So as you know, we have Jeremy Sayer on board. He's our government and industry relations manager. So he does all of the industry relations stuff across Canada. He actually also is is working diligently on that GST piece. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually was the one that got, I think you guys even sh- uh, saw that on social media. He was the one that got the response back from Krista Freeland from his letter that he wrote. Yeah. So yeah. GST is a big piece on, on our advocacy piece. And then as well, I'm not sure if you know, but there's still four provinces in Canada that are not regulated. Mm-hmm. So Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and uh, Nova Scotia is title protected, but right. not regulated. So we're working in each of those provinces uh, with all the stakeholders to to help push regulation forward. Nice. Those are those are our biggest pieces right now. We always have this discussion on the podcast about pros and cons of regulation. What is the climate like there in Alberta specifically? The members that you guys have, are they very pro-regulation? Do they want it? Uh, what's the discussion like there? They do. Yes. Yeah. Members are very pro-regulation right now. Um, and hopefully there's, there's a number of factors as, as, as you guys know, there's lots of factors contributing to why regulation would be beneficial in, in specifically in Alberta. Um, so we're, we're working with the three other associations. We know there's certain things we just got to when it comes to talking to associations, we've had quite a few on. Yeah, yeah. So just that we're working, working together collectively for the same goal. Fantastic. Um, so for people that are listening, since you guys are nationwide that are maybe interested in learning about your conferences, since now they will know that they are open to everybody, not just Samoda members, or possibly interested in joining the association since um, it can be across Canada. How can mm-hmm. people find you? Website, socials that you want to give out? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first, our email is info at simoda.com. Like I say, if you email, you're going to get a response ASAP. Uh, our website is cmoda.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. You guys are really active on your social platforms. I like that. It's it's cool. We it's are, cool yes. Yeah, we've got a great team. A number of people uh, it, within our team contribute to the, all of the social media posts and they do an amazing job. Fantastic. I'm actually staring at two Samoda water bottles outside and at my water cooler that we got at the last conference. I like I like collecting merch. So if there's more at the fall conference, I'll bring it back here. <laughs> there will be more. We've got some cool new products yeah. coming this year. Yes. Yeah. So exciting. So for anyone listening, Samoda conference, September 11, 12, 13, in Edmonton, Alberta at Fantasyland, which just sounds cool. I mean, it's a hotel, but I'm just going to call it Fantasyland. And if you want to register, registration is open. Yeah, you can just head on over to the website. Um, so when you go to samoda.com at the very top, you're going to see like AGM and conference. So you can just hit there and like all the details will be there. Even the link to uh, the Eventbrite page where you can register. Right on, right on. Right on. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. Peace.